up in ourselves. Let's turn our Bibles to First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23. Are we here? And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please help. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, and I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So it is very clear that man is a spirit. Woman is a spirit. When we say man, mankind, we are talking about man and woman. Man is a spirit, has a soul, and lives in a body. Hallelujah. So we are talking about the spirit, the soul, and the body. So it clearly shows that there are three parts of us. We are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Can I have an amen? amen? Now, let's also look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh, which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the father of spirits and live? So it's very clear that God is the father of spirits. And if God is our father, then we are spirits. And in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, you read that, And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God that your whole, your whole, your entire, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Mashiach which is our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1. 2 Corinthians. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. So we are talking about the earthly house. So what, what is the earthly house? What is my earthly house? My body. Now, what is in my body? My spirit, my soul. So it shows that for if we for we know that if our earthly house, our body is dissolved, we have a building of God and house not made with hands, eternal, eternal glory, eternal in the heavens. Romans 7:22. Romans chapter 7, verse 22. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. So we are giving you different names for the spirit. You and I are spirits. Now we've heard about the inward man, the inner man. We've heard about the inward man. So the Bible is saying that my soul or my body does not per se delight in the law of God. But it is my inward man, my spirit that delights in the law of God. I don't know whether I'm speaking to somebody. So it means that my body delights in the earthly things because the flesh 
cannot inherit the kingdom of God. The flesh belongs to the earth. The flesh will live, live in the earth. The flesh will decay in the earth. So the, the flesh is for the earth. The spirit is for God, for the born-again Christian. And the inward man or the spirit man, they light in the law of God. The soul is in between. So depending on which one is stronger, your body or your soul or your spirit, it will determine where your soul will be. Will your soul be strong and towards God or towards the earth? It depends on the spirit. Can I have an amen? Ephesians chapter 3 verse 16. We are, I'm, 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 I'm giving us different names for the spirit. We talked about it in First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, or the first letter to the church at Thessalonica, chapter 5, verse 23, and it clearly states that the whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless. Hallelujah. Unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we also read in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 9, that God is the father of spirits. Then we read in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1, that our earthly house... When it's dissolved, it's, it, our earthly house has our spirit in it. And when it's dissolved, the spirit goes to God. Romans chapter 7, verse 22, we talked about, uh, what did we say in Romans? For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 says what? That, we would, that God would strengthen us with might, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. What is all this? Look, look at it in NLT. This is very, very important. Hallelujah. I pray that from his glory, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will give your mighty inner, he would give you mighty inner strength through his Holy Spirit. But look at it in ESV. If you had the Berean, would have used that, but ESV. That according to the riches of his glory, he might grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being. So what does it mean? It means the Holy Spirit to strengthen your spirit. That's simple. The Holy Spirit to strengthen your spirit. Can I have an amen? First Peter chapter 3 verse 4. We'll read some of these verses later on. First Peter chapter 3 verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Let's start from three, three to four. N never mind, let's leave it at four. We'll go into it later on. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. So you will also see another hidden man of the heart. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So what are we talking about? We are talking about developing the most important things, developing the most important things. Hallelujah. The first important thing to develop, ladies and gentlemen, is our spirit. And the Greek for the inner man or the spirit is the kruptos man. Did you hear what I was saying? The Greek word for the inner man or inward man is the kruptos man. This is the real you and I. We are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. And you and I must develop our inward man. We must develop our spirits. How can it be that you develop? It's like someone lives in a house. They've decorated the house. They've, they, the outside of the house looks the best. It, it looks like the best house in the area, in the neighborhood, or in the city. But inside the house, our nests are, are, are it, decaying. It's dirty. 
it's, 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 it's wretched and the people in there are miserable. But outside is nice. The people inside are malnourished. So yes, people need to develop their bodies. People need to do nice things. People need to go to the gym. People need to exercise. People need to eat well. By the end of the day, what matters is the inward man, the real you and I. So the Bible is saying, but let it be the hidden man of the heart, the cryptos man. So I want us to talk about developing the inner man, developing the cryptos man. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. And the Bible has made it very clear that you and I are spirit. We have a soul and we live in a body. Now, this inner man is so important. Like, even if you look at this, look at this in uh, NLT, 1 Peter 3, 3 and 4. You realize that God values certain th qual uh, things in our lives. What am I saying? What we do with our body is important. What we do with our soul is important. What we do with our spirit is important. The way we are in our spirit is important. The way we are in our soul is important. And the way we deal with our body is important. But the most important part of us that God is concerned about mostly, even though he's concerned about the other part, is our spirit. Did you get that? Look at this. First Peter 3, 3 and 4. 3 and 4. Don't be concerned about the outward beauty that depends on fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. Now, many, some people have missed it and gone off a tangent. This doesn't say don't wear them. The, verse 3 doesn't say don't wear beautiful clothes. Verse 3 doesn't say don't do your hair. Look at the nice hairstyle my daughter has just done. The Bible didn't say don't do it. The Bible didn't say don't do it. We're still waiting for verse 3. I'm not sure what's going on. Hallelujah. The Bible said don't do it. The Bible didn't say don't do it. The Bible didn't say don't wear expensive jewelry. The Bible didn't say don't wear beautiful clothes. But let your, 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 in, your satisfaction or let the, 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 the strength of the person or let what matters to you not be what you wear. Not be what is on the outside, but rather what is in the inside. So it means that the body is important, but that should not be your concern. You shouldn't be trying to develop your body and not the real you. This is flesh. This is a tabernacle. But the real me is inside. So I must make sure that the real me is important to me. And is being developed. Because at the end of the day, God is the one who looks at the real me. Don't be concerned about outward beauty that depends on fancy hairstyles, expensive jewelry, or beautiful clothes. Sometimes just read the Bible in its context and you will not tell people not to wear jewelry. Read the Bible in context and you not tell you, you encourage people to do their hair. But just make sure that the part four is in, uh, uh, the priority as they are doing their hair. What does verse four say? You should be known for the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is precious to God. Look at it in, 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 in King James, verse 4. Look how King James says, verse 4. But let it be the hidden man of the heart. Of course, this is not talking about a man wearing jewelry. Because the hidden man is for a man and a woman. The hidden person. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible. Meaning that if it is pure, it cannot be corruptible. Please keep it in King James. Please. 
Good. Uh, 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 even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. So meaning that if you are going to adorn yourself or you are going to make up, let make up the inside. Glory. Make up the inside and not the outside. Even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit. A gentle and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. Think about that. Not how we look. Yes, I'll go to the gym. I have to be, go to the gym. I got to go to the gym. Because I want, as I'm confessing that uh, by 80, by 90, I'm running. I can't just say I'm confessing 80, 90, I'm running and be sitting at home. I have to go to the gym so that God would see that I have faith in what I'm saying. And I'm trusting God so that by 80, 90, I'll be jogging. And I'll running people. Glory. Hallelujah. Isn't that very important? So it is a great thing to God. We'll talk about it again. Now, let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7. We are talking about developing the spirit. But first, we need to hear about or learn about how God sees it and what God says about the spirit. What do you think? Now, we all know the story. God told Samuel that I have rejected Saul from being my king. It repented me that I made Saul king. Now, go quickly, Samuel, to the house of Jesse and anoint me a king, for I have, I, 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 I have a king prepared. I have found a king. I have a king prepared for me in the house of Jesse. Go and anoint him. So, Samuel went to anoint. But so let, let's, yes. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance. In fact, let's start from verse 1. I don't know that you're hearing what I'm saying. You see, what God is looking at is, that's why what God is looking at is not what we see. What God is looking at is not what we do all the time, even though what we do is very important. But what really matters is what is inside. What is in my spirit? What is in me? There are many Christians who don't know the Bible. There are many Christians who can... In fact, there are actually many pastors who don't even know the Bible. There are many people who are just zealous, and because they are zealous, they just do the work of God, which is important. But they've not studied the Bible so that their inward man will be grown, will be strong, will be developed, and would be so pure... That when God looks, he'll be pleased. Oh, I don't know that you are hearing something. Come put your hands together for Jesus. And the Lord said unto Samuel, How long will thou mourn for Saul, seeing I have rejected him from reigning over Israel? Fill thine horn with oil and go. I will send thee to Jesse the Bethlehemite, for I have provided me a king among his sons. So, I have provided myself a king, not that he is a king over me, but I've, ch I've chosen someone and I've provided a king for you, but he's, he's, he's my special king for you. Let's continue. And someone said, how can I go? If Saul hear it, he will kill me. And the Lord said, take, uh, take an heifer with thee and say, I am come to sacrifice to the Lord. So God didn't tell him to lie, but God just told him to 
Say it, speak the truth, but you don't need to tell him why you are there. So there's no need to lie. Lies are not necessary. And call Jesse to the sacrifice, and I will show thee what thou shalt do. And thou shalt anoint unto me, me, you see, anoint unto me, him whom I name unto thee. So someone made a mistake. God said, I will go to verse four, three. Someone, God told someone that I will name him to you. I, I, I will give you his name. I will tell you who it is. So when you go to Jesse's house, go there and wait. When you wait, I will tell you who the king is. But that's not what Samuel did. Verse 4. And Samuel did that which the Lord spake and came to Bethlehem. And elders and the elders of the town trembled at his coming and said, Comest thou in peace? Because when the prophet is coming, is he coming to speak doom or peace? Verse 5. And he said, Peaceably. I'm come to sacrifice unto the Lord. Sanctify yourselves and come with me to the sacrifice. And he sanctified Jesse and his sons and called them to the sacrifice. Now the question is, was David part of the sanctification? And it came to pass when they were come that he looked on Eliab and said, surely the Lord's anointed is before him. But God didn't say, look at the, the biggest and the tallest. God said, I'll tell you who it is. Glory to God, oh God. But the Lord said unto Samuel, look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. That's why... When we judge people and we say people, we, 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 we declare judgment on people, God will judge us because we don't know what is in our own heart. How can we know what is in someone's heart? You don't know what is in your own heart. How can you know what is in my heart? I don't know what is in my own heart. How can I know what is in your heart? Because when God is looking at us, he doesn't even look always at our mistakes, even though our mistakes can cost us. What do I mean by that? Abraham, did, did he make a mistake? God told him, I would, Sarah is going to be the mother of all nations. The Mashiach is going to come through the, the seed. The Mashiach is going to come through your wife. But he made a mistake and went into Hagar. Maybe he fancied her and I don't know. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Very, very important. He also lied to the king. David also made the mistakes. But David, the mistakes he made was not just about Uriah the Hittite and his wife. David made mistakes by numbering Israel. And because he numbered Israel to show his strength and trusting in himself, the angel, the, the angel of death wiped out a lot of people. But when God is testifying about David, there is a place that God says that David pleased God in all his ways, save the situation of Uriah the Hittite. And there is also another place that when God is talking about David, God says that David pleased me in everything. He didn't even mention the Hittite, Uriah. Because it's the heart that matters. 
So the point is, if that is the most important thing to God, why are we not focusing on it? Why are we not focusing on the part that God is looking at? When God is going to promote, he's looking at the heart. Mary, there were many virgins in Israel. Many virgins. But why did God choose Mary to be the mother of God? With all the many virgins, why? Why? Because there's a hidden quality that maybe people cannot see. Maybe you don't know yourself you have. But it's God who sees it. But there are ways to develop our inward man so that we would be attractive to God. I don't know that I'm preaching to somebody. Let's continue, verse 8. Then Jesse called Abinadab, Abinadab and made him pass before Samuel. So Jesse is also part of it. Okay, it's not Eliab. Okay, most likely it's my other son, Abinadab. And made him pass before Samuel. And he said, neither hath the Lord chosen this. Then Jesse made Samuel to pass by. And he said, neither hath the Lord chosen this. Again, Jesse made seven of his sons pass to pass before Samuel. And Samuel said unto Jesse, the Lord hath not chosen these. So it means that sometimes, you see, don't forget that the prophet of God, Samuel, got it wrong. Also, Jesse, the father, got it wrong. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because they did not consider David. They considered everyone. They were very sure that this is the way. This is the person. So it means that sometimes you might not be chosen. But maybe God is about to choose you. Maybe you might not be chosen to do what you need to do, but maybe God is watching because God has chosen you. David became someone whose inner man pleased God so much, but all that was in the wilderness. When he was in the wilderness, looking after a few sheep, singing, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. That's when God saw that this boy, this guy, that's it. Verse 11. And Samuel said unto Jesse, Are here all thy children? Wow. So it means that it never discount anyone. No matter how bad the person is. There's someone I've not discounted. I'm always saying that the person will be like a wild prophet. So I always actually tell his sibling that you'll be sitting there. Watch out. He might pass you. Don't shut me down. I'm preaching good here. And someone said unto Jesse, I hear all thy children. And he said, There remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. And someone said unto Jesse, Send and fetch him, for we will not sit down till he, he come either. So someone was standing. I'm not, I'm not sitting down. If it takes an hour, I'm standing. And he sent and brought him in. Now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance. And goodly to look to. And the Lord said, arise. Look at the speed and the intensity and the excitement of God. Arise. Arise. Anoint him for this is he. So what does this mean? It means that when God is choosing, 
when God is choosing, when God is promoting, when God is honoring, he honors based on what is inside. God, man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. God is looking at my heart and your heart. So what is in my heart and in your heart will determine what God will do. There could be many people in the crowd, but God is looking. Look at Joshua. There were many people serving God. Joshua and Caleb, who were following Moses, but God said, Joshua is the one. Joshua is the one. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the most important part of you and I to God is our spirit. Now, are we clear with that? Now, let's continue. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16. Our spirit, the real you, can be strengthened. Many people have weak and malnourished spirits. Let me say it in a better way. Many people are weak and malnourished, the true person. The true John Jackson X is weak, sickly, and malnourished. But he looks strong. He has a good job, has a good car, has a million dollars in his pocket. He's doing very well. He's built well. He eats well. He, 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 it looks like everything is going well, but he's sickly. Why? Because the spirit is sick. Kenneth Copeland said he went to our Roberts University, and one day when he was going, when he was there, he was just watching, and God opened his eyes, and he saw sickly. These were Christians, powerful Christians who were walking around. So he thought. He saw sickly people, weak, malnourished spirits, the demons, and the, they all know the weak ones because the spirit is malnourished. It's not growing. Imagine some cause your core and all these things. Imagine someone is 20 years old and has the, the body and the strength and the intelligence of a one-year-old because you've only grown one year in the spirit. So he saw weak people, shriveled people. Then he saw a few strong people, and then he saw a giant. Who was the giant or a robot? He saw a giant spirit, strong, strong spirit. So our spirits can be strengthened. What do you think? Now, how is this strengthened? Ephesians 3.16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. Let's use NLT for this. To be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources. So by God's glorious unlimited resources. Not only in, by his spirit. But whatever the spirit does in us, through us, for us. He will strengthen our spirits by his mighty Holy Spirit. So it means that. Our, my spirit and your spirit can be strengthened by the Holy Spirit. So it will only be strengthened when we decide to develop it. Because God will not force us. When you, he sees that you are developing, he will do something about it. Why do I say that? Why do I say that? The Bible says that Moses, are we hearing God's word? The Bible says that Moses 
God wanted to get Moses' atten attention. He tried to get his attention. And then he said, okay, I'm going to burn, I'm going to have a bush that is going to be burning with fire, but the bush will not be consumed. So the Bible says that Moses said, wow, there is a bush that is burning and not being consumed. Let me turn aside and see this great sight. Exodus 3, 3. Why the bush is not burnt? Verse 4. And when the Lord saw, there you go. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called him. So God did not call until God saw that he turned aside. So it means that you and I also have a responsibility. When God sees that we are making the effort, then he would call and he will act. Hallelujah. So this means that you and I, we must make the effort to develop our spirits. We'll talk about that later on. We are just talking, just working on it. We, will, we, 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 we must work on our spirits. When we work on our spirits, then God would now also strengthen our spirits. When your spirit is strong, it means it's strong. When you are strong, can a bully just come and bully? When I was in high school, there was a guy who used to bully the juniors, his mates, and his seniors. But he was a big guy. And there was a time he called all the he called his junior seniors and mates to line up. And he was slapping each of them from the beginning. I was towards the end, but by the grace of God, there was a bigger, stronger guy just before me. Pa slap! Pa slap! Pa slap! Then when he got to the big guy, as he was about to slap, he said, Sir, thank you. He didn't touch him. That was the end. I escaped him. Because there was a bigger guy than him. I said there was a bigger guy than him. So the bullying could not reach him. But slap, slap. Excuse me. Thank you. Then, because if you don't slap him and you slap another, it will be all funny. So I escaped the slap. What does it mean? It means that, it means that when you are strong... The devil cannot just bully you anyhow. When you are strong, you will be able to defend yourself. When you are strong, you'll be able to take territories. When you are strong, you'll be able to move mountains. When you are strong, you'll be able to level mountains and make them plains. When you are strong. When you are strong. I'm not talking about strong in yourself. Strong in your spirits. He will strengthen our spirits. So you and I must not just think about strength in football. It's good. Strength in what? Sports. It's good. Strength in politics. It's good. It's good to be strong in these things, but be strong in you. I've not been in church for thousands of years, but I've been in church for some time. And one common thing that I've seen is, I don't know why it's women who would say that they're not men. I want to find myself, so I'm leaving the church. How many have heard that before? I'm sure. How many have felt like doing that before? Yeah. I want to find myself. 
So they, 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 meaning they want to just go to party, go clubbing, go take date a few guys, see how life is, see what is out there. I want to find myself. And church is restricting me. I get, I get, uh, uh, I, 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 I get, I feel guilty every time the preaching is there. So I want to find myself. But what is the self you are trying to find? It's your spirit. So if you, are, if you truly are trying to find yourself, you find it in God. That's the finding self. Because self is the inner man. So I want to find the inner man. You can only find the inner man through God. Like Hebrews 4.12, we'll talk about that later on. It's our church, there's no rush. Now there's one of these ladies who said she wants to find herself. She was in another church, but I was overseeing that church. And she said, I want to find myself. We talked, we talked, we told her the dangers of finding yourself. It didn't matter. She said, I, 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 nothing is changing my mind. So I took a different approach. You can't, if you see that you are insisting, you are quoting scriptures, and you are seeing everything and it's not working, then I said, okay. I don't agree with it, but if you are finding yourself, I can't stop you. Whatever you want to do, just know that we love you. We are here waiting. After you find yourself, come, we are here for you. We are waiting for you. We are not going to judge you. We are not going to say anything. You come, we'll hug you and we'll flow. Just saying that, then a couple of days after she said, I don't need to find myself. Myself is in church. <laughs> I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. Strength. 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 Look at First Peter 2.2. 2. As newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that he may grow thereby. But someone will say, as newborn babes, I'm 70 years old. Am I a newborn babe? No. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. 2 Corinthians 5.17, all things are passed away and behold, all things are become new. So if any man is in Christ, you are a brand new person. Starting from zero, you are a baby. You've just been born, reborn. You're a baby, and a baby needs milk to grow. A baby needs breast milk. A baby needs breast milk. It has everything you need, breast milk. But the Bible has more than breast milk. It has El Shaddai, the all-breasted one, the almighty God, the God who is more than enough, the sufficient one. So it means that when you and I, as newborn babes, First Peter 2, 2, desire the sincere milk of the word, because the almighty breasted one will be supplying the milk for you. But how is he going to supply the milk for you? Just by you saying that, almighty God, else shall die. No, but by reading his word. And you will grow. You and I only grow by the Bible, the word of God. Are we hearing the word of God? We only grow by the word. So why is it that Christians don't dig into the word? When it is the word that will cause us to grow. When I say us, the real you to grow. I 
Look at Matthew chapter 23, verse 27 to 28. Let's use NLT for this. Are you hearing God's word? Very important. Develop. The first thing to develop is my spirit. That's the first thing to develop. How terrible it will be for you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites. It's wild, though. Jesus was always merciful and patient with adulterers, with fornicators, with drunkards. But the ones he did not tolerate were the pastors. Hmm. You are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. You try to look like upright people outwardly, but inside your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. Now let's look at verse 28 in the King James. Did you get that? King James. Okay, thank you. Even so, ye also outwardly appear righteous unto men, but within ye, within ye are full of hypocrisy and iniquity. Now, this is very important. So, it means that if there are any bad things, betrayal, evil, hypocrisy, iniquity, all those things are inside the heart already. So before someone does something, it's already in the heart. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you speak what is in your heart and guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Jesus said, out of the heart proceeded evil thoughts, proceeded fornications, proceeded adulteries, proceeded all manner of evil. Out of the heart, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. So it means that if you and I don't develop our hearts, hypocrisy, iniquity, and all sorts of things will come out. Because already every human being before Christ has everything wrong inside them. <clears throat> has the sin nature inside them. I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Has the sin nature inside of them. So if we do not develop our spirit... Yes, we are born again, and the sin nature is taken out. But the flesh is still there to contend with. So if we do not develop our spirits, hypocrisy will still be inside. Lies will still be inside. Envy will still be inside. Iniquity will still be inside. Because it's not developed. So it means that every Christian has every bad thing inside but it is developing your, 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 your spirit, of course, through the word and prayer. But at the end of the day, that's a summary of it. But we are still learning stuff. It has all those things inside. But it is developing the spirit which will remove those bad things. I don't know if you are hearing what I'm talking about. Bad things. Pride and all these things. Proverbs chapter 20, verse 27. So you and I must develop it. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. 
searching all the inward parts of the belly. Now, what does this mean? Let's look at it in NLT also. <clears throat> the Lord's such light penetrates the human spirit, exposing every hidden motive. So, the inner man, if you want to find all the hidden motives in you, it is in the inner man. I said the spirit man has everything, everything you and I will do. Every hidden motive is in the inner man. So it is only through developing the spirit. I said it is only through developing the spirit that the Lord's search light will penetrate into our spirit and expose the things that are in our spirits. The things that are in my spirit and your spirit needs to be exposed. Not to the world, but to you. Because God knows it already. But the searchlight that is exposing it is exposing it for you. No wonder David said, I will not hide my iniquities from you because I won't prosper. Because when you've shown me who I am, then I can tell you that I need your help and mercy and I don't want that. But it needs to first be exposed. That's why, are you proud? Then how will you know? Is there, is, that's why David says, search me and know my heart. Search me and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. So, are you proud? Are you envious? No. Why no? Why not say, God, search me and see what is in my heart? Is there envy in my heart? Is there pride in my heart? Is my, uh, is my heart full of lies? What is in my heart? Search me and know my heart. Because when you ask God to search you as you are developing your spirit, it will penetrate deep. Don't forget that the spirit is the inward man. Body, soul, the inward man spirit. So the search light of the Lord is so strong that it penetrates through the body, through the soul, enters into the spirit and exposes everything that is inside. But if you don't read the word, how are you going to do it? Look at James chapter 1. Let's start from verse 20. Am I preaching to somebody here? Wow, time is also rocking, running like the wind. James 1. Sorry, James 2. No, it's James 1. Okay, continue. 21. So get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives. And humbly accept the message God has planted in your hearts. In your hearts. Faith is of the heart. The heart. For it is strong enough to save your souls. Continue. And remember, it is a message to obey, not just to listen to. If you don't obey, you are only fooling yourself. Verse 23. For if you just listen and don't obey, it is like looking at your face in a mirror, but doing nothing to improve your appearance. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. So, 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 so it means that the word of God is like a mirror that when you look into the word, it exposes you. It exposes who you are. But So, so reading the word exposes you exposes who you are, exposes how you are. It's only through the word. But if you don't obey the word, then it is like someone looking in the mirror and seeing how dirty they look, but they walk away from the mirror and forget how they look. 
But the one who obeys the word, when they see themselves in the mirror and they see how dirty they are, then they allow the word of God to wash them. And then, that's it. But if you keep looking steadily into God's perfect law, the law that sets you free, and if you, don't, and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Did you get that? So it's very, very important. Because the word of God is the light. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. John 1, 1 to 4, 5. And the word was with God in the beginning. All things were made by him, and without him was not made anything that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light in, in the word was life, and the life was the light of men. The word was light. And this is the same light that exposes the darkness in us. And the light of the word shines in the darkness, not only in the darkness and the evil, but sometimes even the darkness in someone's life, heart. It shines in the darkness, and the darkness cannot withstand it. Because if you allow the perfect law to get into you and to saturate you, and you start to do it, then the darkness will have to give way. And you'll be clean. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. One more and then we conclude. We'll talk. There's more to say about these things. But it's a Tuesday, Wednesday service. We are not in a rush. Psalm 51 verse 6. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part thou shalt make me to know wisdom. This is very important. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts. So it's not just truth, but truth in the, the, the real you is true. The real you is truthful. The, the, there's a lot of truth in you. Not just speaking truth once in a while, but you are, there's a lot of truth in you. Look at NLT for this. But you desire honesty from the heart, so you can teach me to be wise in my innermost being. So God looks at the heart to make sure that truth is there. Honesty is there. When God sees that there is truth and honesty there, then God will teach you and I how to be wise. Oh, what a message. We'll continue that later on. But what I want us to go home with is that it is the word of God that is a light that when we read it, it shines through the body, through the soul, into the spirit. And it exposes who we are indeed. When I say indeed, it means the real you, who you are, who I am. When we don't obey it, then the word of God has done its job. It has exposed you. It has shown you everything. But if you obey it, it will show you and it has the power to clean you because they are clean by the word I spoke unto them. So the word will clean you. I thought you put your hands together for Jesus. I'm not out of word. I'm just out of time.
We'll continue, God willing, next week. Shall we stand to our feet? Developing the important things. The most important things to develop. The spirit man. The cryptos man. The hidden man of the heart. When we allow the God to expose us, we will not judge people. We will see that late. Hey, I thought I was some. I thought I was so spiritual, but I've realized that I'm not spiritual at all. As for me, when the Word of God tells me, "Oh, the God, there is told me many things," for I have issues. Oh, I've got issues. When I say I've got issues, I have things I need to solve. Many are the things because when you read the Bible, anytime you read the Bible, He'll show you something. If you've read the Bible and it's not shown you, then it means that you didn't read it well. At least he'll show you something. Yes, it's true that he can show you something that you need to change, but he also show you something you are doing well. But then there is something to be shown. Glory, 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 glory. Let's speak to the Lord and ask him to give us a grace to develop our spirit, to develop ourselves. Develop you. So, God, give me the grace to develop myself. And the myself means what? My spirit. The me. Jesus, we give you praise. We pray for your word. Your word. And that's why people don't like the word. Because they know that the word will expose everything. All the hidden things. And they don't want to change. They do not want to change their ways. We don't, know, we don't want to change our ways. Because we don't want to change our ways, we will not get into the Word because we know that the Word will arrest us. The Word will show us everything about ourselves. Hallelujah. Let's pray that God, I need you. I need your Word. I need you more. I need you, Lord more than ever. I need you, Lord. I need you, Lord. Just speak to him. I need you, Lord. I need your help, Jesus. I need you, Lord. I need your word. I need your word to affect my life. I need your word to change my life. I need your word to make me pleasing and acceptable to you. In Jesus' name, I need you. I need you, Jesus. Ask him. Tell him, I need you, Jesus. I need your help. I need you, Lord. More than yesterday. Each day, I know I need you even more. Jesus. More than words can say, Jesus. I need you.
today, Jesus. Tell him. and worship you Father God have your way O God in our midst we need you 
Jesus, we need you. We need you more than the air we breathe. We need you, Lord. We want to please you, Lord. We want to please you. Help us to please you, Jesus. Help us, Lord. We need you. I need you more. More than yesterday, I need you more. More than words can say, I need you more. Than ever before, I need you, Lord. and worship you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We can continue to sing for another hour or two that we need you, Lord. We really need you more. More than the air we breathe. More than anything. More than anything we can imagine. We need you, Lord. yesterday. Let them get the next verse. No, please get the next verse. Hallelujah. It's fine. I wanted to just read it out, but it's okay. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father God, we thank you. Now, if you don't know Jesus Christ, quickly, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you know in your heart that you are far from God, if you know in your heart that you are not born again, if you know that if you die today, you will not go to heaven, but you want Jesus Christ to save you, then I want you to take this very seriously. You must be born again. You must be saved. And I want you to repeat after me, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, we must confess, we must believe and confess Jesus Christ and God will save us. So let's repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Please forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. From today I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you for those who have given their lives to you. If you've said this prayer, you are born again. You are a child of God.
Now you need to fellowship with other believers so that you can be taught and guided how to do or live the Christian life well. God bless you. Hallelujah. We may take our seats. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's take out a good offering. Let's take out a good offering. If you have your offering, your first and best, I want to encourage you to take it out. <clears throat> Amen. It is good. Money is needed for a church. A church, money is needed. Hallelujah. For so many things. Amen. And I also want to encourage you to also help with the crusade. Hallelujah. On Zoom, whoever, just help. I want you to know about the crusade. So you can also, when you, you go on uh, text to give or you scan it, you have different funds, you have church uh, or tithe, you have offerings, you have orphanage, you have, remember the poor, and you have the crusade. Hallelujah. And these are very, very important, and God will bless you. Father God, bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless our offering in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you all. God bless you those online. And I want to say all of us here, Zoom, online, may God show us good things. May good things be our portion in Jesus' name. Amen. We welcome our sister.